Hey everybody out there in podcast land, welcome to Sports Frenzy 2.0, the weekend edition. I'm the maestro, Kevin Crane. I'm the conquistador, Dave Height. We're taping here on the 4th of August. This will hit on the 7th. Couple of weeks off before we get another concert, but we will have a concert review for you. We're going to have a slew of them coming up at one point. Yeah, we're going to have future. a Yeah, we're going to have probably two or three in a week here coming up soon. Yes. But for now you're going to have to deal with good movie reviews, a really awful TV review from The Maestro. But let's start off with our mutual movie review. Yes, let us talk about Jolt, this action flick with Kate Beckinsale, Jai Courtney, Stanley Tucci, and Bobby Cannavale. God, can this guy be typecast as the (laughs) the dweeby police detective anymore, a la Ant-Man? Yeah. Yeah, I know I like him, too. Bobby Cannavale is really, I like him. He's really, (laughs) he's a very personable kind of guy you can relate to he is he's he, but he's kind of got that whole goomba type vibe yeah he's he's just that that dope that you find yourself pulling for but so, as, as dave said you got jai courtney stanley tucci's in this yep and the beautiful kate beckinsale oh my god i see i did not want to let how beautiful she is influence my review. So I tried and I tried and I tried to keep that out of my, my evaluation process. Yes. But Oh my God. She's so good looking. All right. Jesus God. The premise She is one of the five most beautiful women in the world. Yeah. So, and she hooked up with Pete Davidson, that dweeb, that freaking Moron, idiot. All right, we're talking about Jolt. (laughs) The premise of said film, keeping you on task here. She's got anger issues. (laughs) She's got no impulse control. Somebody pisses her off. Her first instinct is to beat them half to death and maim them for life. And we're not just talking little indiscretions I mean, oh no it's well starts off with her at a birthday party and she has a piece of cake sat in front of her she turns smiles to her parents turns back and the dumbass next to her is taking her cake and starts eating it when she's a kid <laughs> when she's a kid she's like nine she freaking shoves his face into the cake and starts beating the hell out of him <laughs> So, needless to say, she's been in and out of institutions, drugged up on anything and everything, been in the army, trained how to do more damage to people. Yes, could be a potential weapon for the CIA. Yeah, I mean, it's... She's got serious issues. Until she possibly finds romance, which is ripped away from her in a violent fashion. And then the revenge factor kicks in. Yeah, I I like the vibe of this movie. I thought it was fun. 
I thought it was well directed in terms visually well directed. Yes, the action sequences were well done. Um, and again, Kate Beckinsale, God, just for an hour and a half looking She's at her, pretty. how can I not be happy? Little Kev was happy. <laughs> <laughs> Little Maestro was happy. Yeah. But the the, it, the whole it, intro part, the beginning of the film was kind of it. It set the groundwork, but it was badly done. Yeah, this I hate to compare it to Gunpowder Milkshake, which we reviewed last week, which I think was a better movie. Um, but again, Is it last week or two weeks ago, could be two weeks. Two weeks could ago. be two weeks. Um, but it seems like what we're tr we're seeing now, what people are trying to do is they're trying to create the John Wick for women. Yes, and that's fine. I I, I have been an adamant opponent of making opponent. No, opponent of making things that were originally well white action guys into female or to black action guys. I like the fact that now with Jolt and with Gunpowder Milkshake, we're seeing original, original female action heroes yes. who I like. I, I, I To a point, I like both movies. That's what I want to see. Yes. This is what I want we to see. We do not want remakes. That's why I'm fine with these movies. That's why I'm cool with these movies. I have no problem with female action heroes. I have no problem with African-American action heroes. Just don't redo my old action heroes into what you think is they politically should be. correct. That being said, again, Gunpowder Milkshake and now Jolt are more of what I would like to see. Yes. Original stories, brand new characters. That's what we want. Now, Hollywood originality. When it comes to rating this movie, you and I had a little bit of a discrepancy with Gunpowder Milkshake. How do you look at Jolt? Jolt. Like I said, I had issues with the intro. Okay. And the cameo at the end was... You knew that was coming, though. You knew I that knew it was, was coming, coming, but we really didn't need it. Anybody who knows anything about voices in Hollywood from the knew beginning that. I knew know. that was I coming. knew from the person from behind. I just... The curtain. Eh. Yeah, behind the curtain, she came out. Yeah. Anyways, I'll give it two and a half frenzies. Yep, exactly what I give it. And I'll probably give it a week. Two and a half frenzies. Yeah, that's probably right. Enjoyable. But, it was. It would probably be what I would say is my least enthusiastic recommendation. I would. I would say you should watch it if you like action movies. Yes. Beyond that, you I can probably skip that. it. You'd be okay. Yeah. Uh, See, I like Gunpowder Milkshake more. Yeah. So did I. Big time. So, but again, Kate Beckinsale is so pretty. She's so pretty. She's so pretty. There oh my go. God. 
But it had a great cast again with Jai Courtney, Stanley Tucci. Just yeah. phenomenal cast. They interacted right. well. Right. I mean, you they, there was not a disappointing role. And like I was telling you when we first started talking about this, when I think I jumped on this before you did. I told you this looks like it's kind of a revamp of Crank. A slight revamp, yes. Yeah, not not a hundred percent. Not no, because with this, it's apples to oranges, but it's still Crank. The character had to keep his adrenaline up so the poison wouldn't kill him. Here, she needed a jolt of electricity to bring her impulse control back in. Right. Right. So. In the BL end all, you could do worse. You could do worse. You definitely could do worse. All right. And, yeah. I am going to continue from my review of last week when I finally caught up with Jigsaw. Now, getting back up to speed with the big release from a couple months ago, Spiral from quote-unquote the book of saw i watched that (sighs) this one's tough for me to review because number one it i can see why they say it's from the book of saw it's not really any way shape or form connected to the other eight movies this is again technically this is saw nine right but it's more of a copycat type. Yeah, there's nothing, nothing, nothing really to connect it to the other Saw movies other than, like you said, somebody's a, a wannabe. A wannabe jigsaw. jigsaw. Um, but when I saw that Chris Rock and Samuel Jackson were on board with this, I thought, well, maybe this is going to lend it some credibility you know yeah launch it into a new different area it wasn't bad but at the same time it was a lot more disappointing than i thought it'd be better i just really thought it'd be better um i give it two and a half frenzies um I only I would actually probably only give it two again if it wasn't for the ending. They do it again. They did it again. <laughs> the they always gave they it always, extra half. And I I've got to give them credit every time they pull off this twist ending where you can sit there and say, I know that's the person that did it. I know that's the person that's that's trying to be jigsaw now. And it always fucks with your mind. And they, they never, ever let you really know who it is. And at the end, you go, oh, shit. Wow. Son of a... Now, that being said, again, uh, that's why I'm giving it two and a half. Outside of that, it has nothing to do with the Saw universe. Really doesn't. Other than the whole, okay, here we're going to find creative ways to kill somebody. Oh, yay. So they actually could have made it a, off on its own. and. But again, that's what I think they were going for. I just don't understand why Chris Rock and Samuel Jackson got involved in this. 
I admire them for trying to get involved in this this series and trying to resuscitate it and get it back on its feet again, but I don't understand what the point was of them being in this, other than, hey, here's Chris Rock and Samuel Jackson. They they didn't do anything. They didn't add anything to the storyline. The storyline, the the legacy. So I'll give it two and a half. It's just it's good. So not basically, great. they use their names to try and reel you in. Yeah, it's one of the weaker entries, if not the weakest. There in you the go. Saw series. Um, we are going to review next week. ZZ Top. That little old band from Texas, the documentary. Yes. It's on Netflix right now after Dusty Hill's passing a few weeks back. God rest his soul. Dave and I have consulted and we're gonna we're gonna watch that. Yep. Do do the homage to the the that that trio. I got good news for you. Sylvester Stallone posted on Instagram. Deed, 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 deed. Barney's new lucky ring. Because <laughs> Expendables 4 is yes. coming. Yes. Stallone has teased Ugh. the coming of Expendables 4 with Barney's new lucky ring. Oh, man. Skull ring with uh, little tiny green eyes. Yeah. Jade eyes. Oh, I love it. Need a new Expendables. Um, have to pay attention to the casting. You know, with COVID, COVID has screwed everything up for him, though. He was supposed to make his big comeback in a movie called Samaritan. Right. Now, that's been pushed back another year. Oh, good That's Lord. not coming out until 2022. You know what? September of 2022. This is getting freaking ridiculous. Where he was supposed to play the the over the hill superhero. Right. Right. All right. Guess what, Hollywood? Put your goddamn movies out in the freaking theaters. People want to go. Get them out there. Screw this streaming crap. Speaking of which, give us what we want. You should be Scarlett Johansson's lawyer. Oh my God. God! Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney. Good for her! Over the release of Black Widow because she looks at the profits being pulled in from the Disney Plus simultaneous day and date release. And she says, how about some of that for me? Where is that coming to me? Because when... When these contracts were signed. Yeah, exactly. When the contracts were signed, this was was not a box office. I don't, I don't blame her because back when she signed this deal, the whole COVID thing was not a factor. That's right. It was a percentage of the box office take. Now, the rat, Disney, of course, simultaneously releases on Disney Plus Premium where you have to spend an extra 30 bucks to view it. On top of the fee to sign up for Disney right. Plus. So... That extra 30 bucks automatically goes into Disney's coffers and is not counted as part of the box office take. Bullshit. So, so Scarlett gets screwed. All the actors get screwed. I, I am 100% with her. 
This I, I this I, reeks of corporate greed and bullshit. I am happy she's doing this. I'm glad she's doing this because you're gonna see this coming for like a year or two with all these yep. movies now. I'm sorry, you pay for it at home in the simultaneous release. It's the same damn thing as going to the box office. You're paying extra for and it. And the the worst part of it is for for her or for Disney, I guess you could say is that Disney's actually releasing these numbers. Let's look at Suicide Squad, which is coming out this Friday. Yeah. Let's take Margot Robbie as an example. If she had any part of the profit, like she gets a point. Right. How are you going to reconcile that? Whereas... Scarlett Johansson can say, okay, everybody who paid $30 for Black Widow, I should get a piece of that. Right. How That's- are you going to, with Margot Robbie, let's say she's the one out of, you know, you could pick John Cena, Idris Elba, whoever. How are they going to reconcile? Well, we got this many more HBO Max subscribers because the Suicide Squad was going to play. You see what I'm saying? Oh, it's because a lot HBO harder. Max is right. not charging the extra. Right. So Ooh. how are you going to do that? Ooh. The Disney, the Disney Plus, The Rock, and Emily Blunt could actually come out do now for thing. Jungle Cruise and say the same thing that Scarlett Johansson is because they're being charged extra. That's a much more clear Ooh, cut. That's a full clear cut. But now, what do you do with the HBO Max people? Ooh, yeah, because you're not going to be able to delineate. Yeah. Ooh. How much? There did... is the conundrum. Yes. So Hollywood once again finds a way to bend over and fuck themselves up the ass. Yep. Uh. And I hope I never side with the actors. I hate Hollywood celebrities. I think they're all pompous. Egotistical maniacs. Yes. But in this case. But in case, this case, we have to side with them. Yes. Because they should get, if they signed up for 1%, 2%, 3% on the back end, yep. you shouldn't be able to run this end around yeah. where you get to, oh, well, you know, the, the That's whole not the Disney box Plus office. stuff. It's not the box office. Bullshit. It actually is. And of course, now, this is not a streaming versus box office issue, but Gerard Butler is also suing. He claims that he was shorted up to $10 million on the box office receipts from Olympus Has Fallen. Ooh, interesting. So again, these stars are starting to come out and say, hey, uh, what are you manipulating here? Where's my money? This is a this is kind of a dangerous thing. When you start giving your stars a percentage of the box office, you got to be really careful because you're going to have to account for every little piece that comes in. Yep. Because they want their money. So it's be- you're better off just saying, "I'll give you twenty million. Here you go, twenty. Yeah. Nope." Nope, I want one point. Oh, God. Here we go. Well, that that kicked off from 
Robert Downey Jr. With the Avengers. With the Avengers. Because <laughs> he negotiated getting a percentage not just on Iron Man, but for the entire run. And now he is the and highest now, paid play, he's the highest paid player in Hollywood, bar none. Yeah. For every he got that piece for everyone that in he was like in. Five hundred million overall. Yeah. It was insane. And now he was like, holy crap, this guy was a genius. Now I wanna pull that. That Downey Jr. Kind of had that unique situation where he knew what this whole run was going to wind up being. He had the foresight. He was smart. He was smart. For that 11 year run of all those Marvel books. He knew what we've been saying is that we grew up waiting for the Marvel movies. Nobody had ever figured out how to do the Marvel no. movies. No Spider Man. No Iron Man, no Captain America. Nothing had and been done minute, right. And the minute they figured out how to do it right, he knew how to jump on the bandwagon. Yep. Good for him. God bless him. Now, my only problem with him is, okay, great. You're rich beyond belief. You never have to work again. But we still want to see Sherlock Holmes 3. Yeah, damn it. You got enough money. Why don't you do it yourself? Why are you doing Dr. Doolittle? For the love of God, man, I've seen you in better stuff. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Come on. I know you're better than this. Creative juices have to flow at some point. Exactly. Please do something. I would rather watch Less Than Zero again than see <laughs> Dr. Doolittle. All right, kids. We're going to come back with our review. What's becoming weekly, kind of weekly, it's concert reviews. Concert reviews. Live music. That's right. I met one of my idols. I was so ecstatic. I was so giddy. I talked like an idiot. I grinned like an idiot, but I was yep. happy. And the concert itself was awesome. So stay tuned. We'll talk about that. We'll be right back. Listen to Sports Frenzy 2.0, the weekend edition, on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Apple, Overcast, and CastBox, as the maestro and conquistador give their reviews and news on music, movies, TV, books, and more every Saturday. They can't help themselves. They have no control over this this need to talk and scream. It's inside them. The fire, the voices, the torment. All right, you Sports Frenzy 2.0 Denzians. Welcome back to the second segment here as we record on August 4th. That will This will drop on the 7th. This is your concert review. I'm the Conquistador Dave Height. I'm a maestro, Kevin Crane. Welcome to the weekend edition. It's a beautiful thing. Live music. Warrant. 30th anniversary of Cherry Pie. Oh, what a night. Great night. Um, nice venue. First time we'd ever been to Sweetwater. Yep. 
outside of Fort Wayne. Yep. Small little venue behind the Sweetwater Music factory, would you call it? Yeah. 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 So, very cool setup there. 3,400 capacity. I'd nice say, outdoor yeah, venue. Yeah, I, I don't think it was well, sold out. Well, it wasn't out. A sold out. I'd but, say it was, we probably got between 1,500 and 2,000. Yeah, but maximum normally is 3,400 for it. Right. But, yeah, it was about 2,000 people there. Good. Uh, the only problem I had, and uh, again, this uh, compared to some of the shows we've seen over the decades that you and I have gone to see concerts together, nothing. No, I don't want to say it's negative, but Eric Martin, lead singer of Mr. Big, was the opening act along with the bass player from Trickster. Yeah. And you'll agree with me on my one criticism here. Number one, again, not a Eric Martin was not feeling well. He was under the weather. Something was wrong. Yeah, he was not up to stuff. You could tell his voice was not there. Right. Now I've been very to raspy. Been to concerts where the lead singer or the 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 uh, the act, you know, the lead singer, the headliner, the the opening act was not up to snuff and they fight through it and he tried and he had a great great stage presence he made jokes yep he was funny he was very personable yep. i have seen guys who were better in terms of singing and playing that sucked yeah because they, they, had they were no like a wet blanket yeah they had there. no stage presence so eric martin tried his best and he was really a fun, you get the impression he's a fun, nice guy. Yeah. And and I give him credit for admitting that his voice was not there and apologizing. Right. Right. And that's a stand-up thing right there. Right. Now, the one problem that you and I, beyond that, okay, so obviously he couldn't sing. He tried to do his best. The one problem we had was if you're going to bring in Trickster's bass player what song do you want to hear from trickster give it to me good no did not get to hear it we got stuck with one in a million the freaking ballad <laughs> God. yeah i'm with dave on this that was very frustrating because he and i looked at each other when they walked off the stage and that's all we were doing was like where's where's give it to me good Where's that is the good? one that they should have had. They should have ended with that one. And I, I can't believe that was because of Eric Martin's voice. No. I, uh, who knows what the hell that, that was. Yeah. Now, the drummer, the guy they had on, he wasn't a drummer. He was a percussionist. He's a percussionist. He's kind of beaten on. You know, metal and bongos. Yeah, and he wasn't whatnot. playing drums per se. But yeah, there was no reason they they shouldn't have played. Give it to me, good. No yeah, reason. That that that's the only problem I had with the night. Yeah, and again, Eric Martin tried his best. He was really fun. He was really trying to be personable. Yeah, really very had good, engaging. Yeah, and now of course, during his set. <laughs> you had to make the sojourn the up to the, the side. The beeline, because the great and glorious, my idol, Eddie Trump, 
Eddie Trunk Mr. was out there. Mr. Metal. Was out there. And uh, I didn't want to bother him. But Mrs. C nudged me. Yep, we're like, there he is. Go, go, yeah. go. A couple other people went over there, too. We got pictures. He seemed like he was very cool with it. Uh, he got a figure. Yeah. He knew that people were going to want a picture with him. Right. He was very, he seemed very cordial and gracious about the right. whole thing. And then, of course, I guess I didn't know this, but during the warrant show, he actually came back out and was giving away stickers and maybe signing them. But I wasn't, uh, wasn't going to miss, going to miss warrant for that after I'd already gotten a picture. Right. With him initially. So, yes, I was lucky enough to get a picture with Eddie Trunk. Who emceed the night. Right. Which was great. So, and I'm surprised you didn't want to go. That was good. That was your thing. Oh, dude, I was so happy. My stupid picture on Facebook now. There you go. Grinning like an idiot, but. That's, that's your thing. Yes. I was very happy. Very happy to meet him. I think I told him at one point I wanted to have four children with him. <laughs> but that's how much I love him. I love him. He's the best. He is the man keeping rock and roll alive. Like us. Yes. We're right there behind him on his coattails. We are behind him. We will take over, Eddie. You need us. We'll be there. Sports Frenzy will be there. So we move on to the Warrant Show. They played the entire Cherry Pie album, not not in order, not front to back, but every song on the album we got. I love the show. Um, obviously, I love Janie Lane. Janie Lane was fantastic. One of the best lead singers coming out of the 80s. Great vocals. And of course, he passed away. Way too soon, but it was his own fault. Yep. It was his own fault. So nobody's making apologies for him. He did it to himself. Yep. But now they've brought in their new lead singer. Fantastic. Did a very good job. The original. Everybody else in the band is the originals with the new lead singer. It was great. Now they played. They they backloaded the set list. I will say that. They backloaded yeah. the set list. So they had a guitar solo about halfway through. Yep. And up until then, it was fine. It was good. But they were playing all the secondary tracks off of Cherry Pie. Yep, got those out of the way. And then once they hit the guitar solo halfway through, everything from their back, one of the Just greatest shows I have seen boom. in years. Yeah. One of the greatest shows I've seen in years. Yeah, for like the guitar 40... solo you hit started off with Train Train. And oh. I'll I'll take the hit on that. I will I literally forgot. So did I. That Train I Train that was, was on, on Cherry Pie. I, I forgot just they, they covered it. I thought they just threw that in there just to rock out. Yeah. You know? I forgot they covered it. And, I... and damn everybody the crowd was into it, but after the guitar solo once Train Train hit Boom, that crowd came alive for the rest of the show. The old Blackfoot song is just so good. And again, I'd forgotten that it was on Cherry Pie. Yeah, I so did I. Forgot. I just thought they'd thrown it in there just to get the crowd going before they kicked off with the rest of the hits. Yeah. Because we knew there was other stuff coming. Yeah. 
And then, of course, you got the big stuff off of Dirty Rotten, Filthy Stinking Rich going in. Down Boys, the aforementioned title song, which was brilliant. Oh, you and I were just like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is awesome. Down Boys and DRFSR, two of our favorite Warren songs, if yes. not our favorite. Oh, my God. And the beauty of it was during DRFSR, they had a guy <laughs> dressed up like the goofball on the cover of it, throwing stuff around, throwing had money, the money yeah, here. The money. Oh, in the suit. It was beautiful. Perfect. Everybody was into it. And then, then they just kept going with the hits from Dirty Rotten, Filthy Stinking Rich and Cherry Pie. You know, and of course they close with Cherry Pie. Again, after the guitar solo, one of the best 45 minute segments I've seen in my life. Yeah. It, it, was, it was so fun. Great. So much fun. I would rival it to my last review with Living Color. 40 minutes of Living Color, 45 minutes here of Warrant, both unbelievably fun. Yes. It, it great, was great, great stuff. Um, Did not I will, have a... I will make one complaint. You might side with me on this. You might not. I know it was a celebration of Cherry Pie. I really, really wanted to hear 32 Pennies. God, I wanted to hear. I would have pennies. rather had thirty-two pennies than louder, harder, yeah, faster. Yeah, but I think that I think that's what happened because that towards wasn't... the end, the lead singer came out and said there was a guy in the front row who had a birthday. Yep, he was part of the local radio station winner meet and greet thing. And then he said, the lead singer said, "We had another song planned, but this guy wants to hear." Louder, harder, faster. For his birthday, so we'll honor it. I'm wondering oh. if that wasn't 32 pennies. If it was, I'm not a happy camper. I'm not a fan of louder, harder, faster. I would it have rather fine. had. It was fine, but I would have rather had 32 pennies. I listened to 32 pennies today. I'm just like, God, I would love to have heard that. God, I would have I loved to have heard that. Yeah. Birthday boy screwed us on well, what we want. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But yeah, that would that would have been again. I know it was a celebration of cherry pie. Yep. They played all they they felt they could off of dirty rotten filthy stinking rich, but oh, thirty two pennies would have would made have it solidified. Would have made the night perfect. Would yeah. have made the night. Perfect. Last two songs, though. Uncle Tom's Cabin. Oh, so Phenomenal. good. Phenomenal. So and then so good. closing with Cherry Pie. Yeah. Everybody, obviously, screaming Cherry Pie through the whole thing. God, we took took my boys to see it, and they're both going nuts. Yeah, Uncle Tom's Cabin, to me, was a highlight. That was just so You good. and me both, yeah. brother. Such you, oh. and I, you and I looked at each other when it started. Like, yeah, we oh, go. Yeah, <laughs> this is it. But again, that second half after that guitar solo, and again, I'm not ripping on the first half. The first half was solid. It was great, but but they really didn't play much. In they they played. I saw red. Right. Sure feels good. Love and stereo. I mean, they were trying to to play everything off cherry yeah. pie that people didn't really care about. Right. I hate to say that, but... There's know, songs in there the, that you the just don't crabs. care about. Right. 
But once they hit in, like you said, with train, train, it was like, here we go. We're in now. Show on. Take me on out of this This town. Oh, Oh. and again, I'm glad you said you. I did not remember that was on. I forgot about it too until we got back to the truck and saw the. Yeah, we were going through the uh, the CD. Yeah, to make sure. And son of a bitch, it was the last one on there. Yeah, the only one they didn't technically play was Ode to Tipper Gore. (laughs) They'll scream the hair off my nuts! (laughs) But, yeah. Oh, God, Train Train, such a good song. Almost any band could play that song if they've got any type of metal acumen. Yeah. That that is an easy cover. It's an easy cover. To get the band. And damned if the the crowd crowd will not freaking jump all over that one. That's why I've always loved, and we've seen, you and I have seen Leonard Skinner twice with Richie, Ricky Medlock in that band. Yeah. And every time I see him, all I think of is Train Train from Blackfoot. Yeah. And Highway How can Song. You not? And Highway and Song. Highway song. Yeah. yeah. God. Oh, I could talk forever about rock and roll. Could talk forever about rock and roll. We have more news, by the way, about music. And I did say, did I have three frenzies for that concert? We had not given it, but yes, overall three. Yeah. If the opener would have been, if, if the opener had been a little bit if better, the vocals would have been there. And yeah. if they would have given us our freaking give it to me good, I would have <laughs> given them more. Yeah, I'm with you. If we'd gotten give it to me good and 32 pennies, three and a half. Easy three and a half. Easy. Easy three and a half. The GNR Mammoth WVH concert has begun. The tour has begun. We will see them coming up in a little over a month. Yep. In Indianapolis. GNR performed a new song. Gunk gunk. Called Absurd. So we'll see. I hope it's not absurd. We'll see if this is a portent to a new album. Who knows? I will be in. It's intriguing. So far, I have not heard they're making people wait three hours between Mammoth and. Oh, you you mean Axel might have actually grown up? (laughs) All reviews so far are good. Excellent. I will not look at the set list. No. They keep telling me. want to be surprised. Yes, I did look at Mammoths because I told you. Once I heard no Van Halen, is like, well, okay. Which 10 out of the 12 songs on the album are they playing? Yeah. Not a big deal. Will not look at GNR, though. No. Will not. No. Will not. Uh, thoughts and prayers to Stephen Piercy, who oh, just disclosed... Man. He's been going through a cancer battle for three years. He swears, though, that Rad is not done. Rad is coming back, and they have one more album left in them. Oh, God. And we're talking the original surviving lineup. So he and Blotzer, Demartini, and Crochet have all. They're reconciling yes. their issues. Yes. And. Oh my yeah, god. Yes, so obviously Robin Crosby has passed. Yeah. So if we can't get they him, can but pull that. That will be epic. And you know, 
the boys want to go to that one if it happens. Well, you're, yeah, your oldest yelled at me basically on the way. Uh, and said, you didn't consult me when you bought tickets for them last year before COVID shut it down. Why didn't you ask sorry, me? Sorry, didn't think you wanted to go. Adults only. We got to have one. We thought maybe the, the airplane noises over the Rosemont <laughs> would, would bother you, maybe. But I could use that as an excuse. Yeah, <laughs> no. No go on that one. Um, the Offspring fired their drummer, Pete Parada, because he would not get vaccinated. Oh, dumbass. Very interesting. Very interesting. So now, kids, you're seeing how this is going, where these bands, you're taking money out of our pockets, potentially. If potentially. So if you're going to you're gonna not follow the rules and you're not, you're not going to let us book these shows, we're booting you out of the band. We'll find a studio drummer yep. to put in. There is a petition out there. I love this petition. I am all down with this. Finally, Styx fans have gathered together and said, God damn Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you put Styx in. It's about freaking time. They have never been nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of That's Fame. That's ridiculous. 2014, Dennis DeYoung on Facebook said, we, Sticks, Boston, Foreigner, and Journey will never get in because we're not the type of bands that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame likes. Now, of course, <sighs> since then, Journey did get in. But Sticks is the first act ever to have four consecutive multi platinum albums. And they're not recognized. They have never the even hall. been put up for nomination. As we have said, we're with Eddie Trunk. We're with Eddie fucking Trunk. We hate the Rock Hall of Fame. You it's don't represent joke. us. You don't represent us. The Rock Hall of Fame needs to drop the rock and roll. It is the Music Hall of Fame, and it's a joke as it is. No offense to Whitney Houston. There's no way in hell she should be in the Rock Hall of Fame. No, ahead none of, of sticks. No. I'm sorry. No way in hell. No. Like the With the acts you're putting in there, if you want it them in there, drop the rock and roll and just make it the music hall of fame. Yeah, stop playing games. Just stop playing games. We'll be fun, and then you know what's going to happen. I would have more respect if they would do that. Well, you know what's going to happen. Then somebody's going to make an offshoot. Somebody's going to put in an offshoot where they put in all the true rock bands. And would would that be wrong? No, that's what I want. So I'm saying I agree with you. Just drop the name rock. Just put make the it the rock, music hall of fame, rock and, roll and hall then of fame somebody and else the music. will put somewhere else the rock and roll, the the metal hall of fame, the hard rock hall of fame, something to beat 
Jan Winter and his stupid ass, idiotic sentiments on how he doesn't know anything about music. Because all he wants is Mick Jagger to suck his balls. There you go. Seriously, I hate the guy. I hate the guy so much. One more thing before we wrap up music. Just one? Yeah, it's oh yeah, I'm not gonna get upset about this. Oh no, uh, not you, Kevin. No. There is a new cover out of Highway to Hell. Three rock and roll legends. So it can't it can't be wrong, right? It's gotta be awesome. Define rock and roll legends. <clears throat> this could go sideways really fucking fast. Oh no. No, we we love all three of these guys. We love them all. They're all and you know, it's highway to, it's highway to hell. Bruce Springsteen. Eddie Vedder. Uh, and Tom Morello. Why? Doing Highway to Hell. No. No. On the surface, no. you would say, wow, that could, they are three of the most namby-pamby liberal douchebags of all time. And they're taking one of the greatest rock songs, one of the greatest oh hard God. rock, in your face, Driving down the highway, kick ass, and they're gonna. What are they gonna do to it? What's Eddie Vedder gonna do with Highway to Hell? Above the highway to hell, and pick I up the heroin needles while you're on the way. Bruce Springsteen, and, and go ahead and stop me in the New Jersey park while I'm drinking There's tequila. No signs, no speed limits. Tom Morello just plays guitar and. However, him. the frick he plays guitar. I, uh... Literally, three of the most liberal, idiotic douchebags There's, in the world. I, this has got disaster and written you got to keep in it. mind, kids, I love all three of them. I do, but I don't want them together. I don't want them all joining forces and creating they, this idiotic, ignorant, liberal crap and destroying one of my greatest songs of all time. Each individually in their own niche of rock are excellent. This is so far out of their league, they shouldn't even be attempting it. Yeah. Literally, I, I, if, if they ever release this on Spotify and I put this on, literally, I would, I, I'm going to stand five feet back from my laptop so because I literally it. think my laptop will explode. I, nothing good can come from this. No. I'll ask Alexa upstairs. Alexa, play the new Highway to Hell. She'll go, are you fucking sure? <laughs> are you really fucking sure? No, Kevin. Your sanity cannot take yeah. it. Let's play some Counting Crows instead, okay? Why don't you just lay down? <laughs> We're not going to do this to you. 
Wouldn't you rather hear Pink Cadillac by the boss? (laughs) No, I don't want to hear that either. All right, kids, we have got some TV and streaming news, and we're going to play Dumbass or Not with your Uncle Dave here in the third segment. A moment of silence along the way. Oh, we got a couple, a few, a few. We didn't have any on the regular sports frenzy this week, but uh, got yeah. a couple here. Yep. So hang on. We'll be right back. When your day of dealing with international intrigue is over and you've settled down in your Aston Martin, call up Sports Frenzy 2.0 on your phone or smart car stereo. Every Thursday, Kevin Dave will take your mind off the megalomaniac who just had a laser pointed at your genitals with the best sports criticism around. And don't forget to listen to the weekend edition every Saturday so you can plan out your entertainment options with the femme fatale of your choice. Grab a martini, shaken, not stirred, and check out Frenzy. Sports Frenzy 2.0. All right, kids, wrapping up the weekend edition of Sports Frenzy 2.0 taping here on August the 4th, 2021. This will hit on the 7th. I'm the maestro, Kevin Crane. I'm the conquistador, Dave Height. We're available Spotify, Anchor, Google, Pocket Cast, wherever you get your great and awesome podcast we are there and we are waiting for you to come enjoy us yes please (laughs) that could have been a lot dirtier it could have (laughs) you know i was going there right you know i was going dirty but i stopped myself at the last second if you like what you hear (laughs) give us a rating give us some comments and feedback we'd love to hear from you yes and please come as to our are. Facebook page. <laughs> Not on our Facebook page. <laughs> Jeez, so disgusting. Dave, I can't believe you went there. I can't believe it. All right. No, you can. You were hoping I would go there. <laughs> I might have led you down the primrose path. I might have. I might have. It doesn't take a lot. All right. You're going to be happy with this review. Because I'm admitting defeat. I'm admitting. Are you finally coming to your senses? I'm admitting that the conquistador and his family, his boys, were right. I tried to stick with the CW. I tried to be the better person. I tried to think that the Flash would actually get better. I finally watched the end of season seven of The Flash last night. You were bitterly disappointed, weren't you? Let's put it this way. I was willing to give the entire season a week, two and a half frenzies. Okay? Okay. Okay. Moderately enjoyable. Barely worth, like eating stale popcorn. Ugh. It's it's okay. No, it's, it's never okay to eat stale popcorn. But you know, you know, you're just you could do better. You could do better, right? 
Then I watched the season finale of season seven last night. Let me tell you this. The worst television episode I have ever watched in my goddamn life. Wow. Literally wanted to scrub my eyes at the end. And my ears. Probably my ears more so. The ears would probably be more appropriate. Because this was a travesty to creativity on all fronts. I literally, and I promise to you, and everybody out there in podcast land, the minute this episode ended, I went into my DVR and I deleted the flash. <laughs> you, Dave can look at my DVR if he, he wants proof. After we're done, I swear to you I did. And this was season seven? The end of the last episode of season seven is so bad. See, so of obnoxiously, affrontingly stupid. I am glad we bailed a quarter of the way through season six. I mean, I just can't understand what they were. Well, yeah, I can't understand because it's a CW. So everything with the CW now has got to be politically correct. And it's got to be namby-pamby. And it's got to be, oh, my God, everybody's got to love each other. Smoochy, smoochy, smoochy. Even the heroes. I have never seen a show full of bigger pussies in my life than The Flash is right now. Thank God Cisco got out. Thank God he got out. And they rope him somehow back in at the end. Cisco was the only reason I was watching the show. Because he was funny. I love Cisco. Everybody else in the show is... The guys have no testicles, no balls. You know, they're hidden off in a corner somewhere in the Speed Force. They must be. And then all of a sudden, in the last episode, Barry's wife, all her neck flesh, because she had like five chins, has magically gone away. So now she's thin. You know, with no, you know, no overlapping flesh on her neck. So, and plus she's got superpowers now. Somehow she's got super, everybody gets superpowers now. You get a superpower. You get a superpower. And you get a superpower. Exactly what I was thinking. That's all it seems like in the finale is everybody gets a superpower. Does Joe get a superpower? He's like the only one left that doesn't. <laughs> Come on! Joe is literally the only person left on the show. Joe West, other than Cisco, <laughs> is the only character worth anything. Yep. Yeah, Joe, unfortunately, does uh, not have a He's the only one. Anybody bastard. Else, anybody else? Superpower. <laughs> Come on! That's a travesty. But it's so ridiculous and so stupid. And it's, it's written, lame on every level. It is written so badly now where everybody has got to be, you know. And then they bring back this this villain to fight because, you know. And the poor, the guy who played the Flash back in the 80s. Remember? Oh, yeah. Dude. John Wesley Shipp. Yeah, the who guy, played Barry's dad. Well, he's not his dad. Yes, he is his dad. No, he's not his dad. You know, I just feel bad for him. 
They keep dragging him back into this. Stuck in flash hell. Meanwhile, they keep bringing in all of the Newberry's kids. You know, literally, he's got super speed sperm because he is procreated all over the fucking place. You know, and every freaking because now we get to see at the end version another new kid comes in. A third one? Yeah, yeah, another one. So we get another one who who has to sing a oh, rap, no, a no, rap no, song no, no, no. at the 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 renewal of the vows for Iris and Barry. So oh. five minutes we have to put up with this kid singing some kind of rap hip-hop ballad and we're all supposed to go oh isn't that touching isn't that sweet isn't that nice isn't that annoying as hell and i'm literally looking for something sharp so i can stab it in my ears can i listen to the new iron maiden or new tremonti give me something else god i am so glad we bailed when we did i canceled the flash out of my dvr after that moment done over out done cw kiss my ass there is nothing you lost me with with supernatural you really did you now what am i gonna do when they bring supernatural back we give it one or two episodes to see what happens. Yeah, I'm just scared to death. That had been I am scared edgiest, to death. That had been the edgiest show they had. Well, 10 years and ago they maintained. had Charmed originally was a good show and then they had to do the PC crap with Charmed. Right. They Walker was a good show originally. Now it's a PC crap pile best. of crap. Kung Fu PC, PC crap. Pile of crap. I, I, Arrow started out phenomenally and it went to hell. Yeah, last year of Arrow was terrible. I love Supernatural so much. I don't know. But I'm just scared to death of what they're going to do. They can't do it on the reboot. CW. They I'd can't almost, put it I'd on the CW. I'd almost rather see it on like HBO Max. Or Netflix or Prime or it, it can't go to the CW. I think they have they really throw, they the CW is absolutely now turned into the black hole of television. Literally turned into the black hole of television. They used to have good stuff and it all went to hell. The yeah. Flash started out good. Yeah. Legends started out good. Yep. And it all went to hell. Yep. It was it all became we got to appeal to this group and this group and this group. And nobody can be violent. Nobody can really be awful or say bad things to these other people. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You and I and the boys in Mississippi, when Arrow first started, we oh would get God. together every Thursday night. And we would watch it. Yes. And the first three or four seasons were great. They were phenomenal. We all loved it. And slowly the tide turned. They started getting lamer and lamer. And it took us, we stopped watching it as a group. And it took us 
longer and longer to get to them on the DVR because they weren't as good as they had been. Yeah, I think Where I think with Arrow, with Arrow, when it again, I'm going to be ripped apart for being Mister Insensitive, but when they brought in Mister Terrific, you know, and then they had to, we got to have the gay guy. We have to have the gay guy. You know, it wasn't so much the introduction of that character; it was just the whole storyline through that part that started to deteriorate the whole thing with wild dog and the whole group and had the well, potential yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, uh, yeah i guess i shouldn't say just no they but when he, that whole storyline whole... was god awfully bad right and the show went downhill the writing took a significant downturn Agreed. Right around yeah. there. I guess and I, it was a I, chore I guess to try what, and watch. Right. That's what I was going for. Is not I didn't mean to single out Mr. Terrific, but like you said, when they brought in the whole team, Team Arrow, which is what they've done with the Flash. Now it's Team, team Flash. Flash. And that's where it started to go to hell. Right. All right. Still have not gotten Disney Plus yet. Still holding out on that. But... Now, Hawkeye will make its debut on November the 24th. But again, Disney will release them one week at a time. But now, now we can watch WandaVision, Loki, Winter Soldier, <sighs> and the Falcon. You know. I, I still don't know that I want to shell out the money to the rat to watch this stuff. Maybe by Christmas. Maybe. Maybe by Christmas I'll do it. I don't know. I'm still. But think about it. All you have to do is pay for a month, watch all these, and then dump it, and then pick it back up a year from now, right? Maybe. Oh, you're gonna love this. You remember Doogie Hauser? Oh, for the love of God and all that's holy, Doogie Hauser, MD. Remember that? Unfortunately, Doogie Hauser's going to be a gay woman. Well, Doogie Hauser was already technically gay, right? Even though he had not declared himself to be gay, Neil Patrick Harris was, was not gay no, at the time. Doogie Hauser's going to be a lesbian now, right? No, Hawaiian. Doogie Kamaloa. MD is coming to Disney Plus. Of course it is. Okay, next. <laughs> All right, before we get on. Again, off, the lack of creativity. Boggles our mind. I do have to bring up some wrestling. <laughs> of course you do. This isn't going to be a regular thing, just no, every so often. No, I said it, it, it's <clears> going to be only, and I'm not getting Peacock for SummerSlam. I am not. I'm not. We've got all those concerts that week. I don't have the time to deal with SummerSlam, so I will not get Peacock. So shame on you for trying to shame me. Can we me. get that in writing and blood? Yes! That being said...
SummerSlam review coming in a few weeks, kids. AEW Dynamite last Wednesday night was phenomenal. I have never seen anything like this in my life. Chris Jericho put on his kiss makeup <laughs> and became, I guess this is an alter ego that people know. I, I've never heard of this before. The pain maker or the, the pain, no, the pain maker. Okay. That's it. Not the painkiller, the pain maker. Pain maker. Painkiller right. is the priest. So he comes out with the kiss makeup. He's got a fight. And he's in the middle of what they call the five trials of Jericho. <laughs> he has to get through, he has to get through all five of these in order to fight MJF, Maxwell Jacob Freeman, who I love, who we did one of our initial promos with, you know. I'm better than you, and you know know it. it. So MJF is sitting on the sidelines watching this. They bring out this guy who has not been on AEW before. His name is Nick Gage. And this dude, I mean, his teeth are all messed up. I mean, it just, he looks like a guy, if you met him on the street, you would go to the other side. Because he looked like a meth addict. But he's not big. Yeah, he looks like a meth addict. He's not big. You know, he's about your size, but he's just cut and scarred and nasty. He's a meth addict. So Jericho has to get through this guy in a no-rules match to get to the third trial of Jericho, which will be tonight as we tape. You've got it DVRing, don't you? Of course I do. <laughs> of course I do. Yeah, tonight's match, he has to go against... Juventud Guerrero, and he has to beat him with a move off the top rope. Okay. But getting back to the no holds yes. barred. Yes. All right. So does Meth Boy have uh, needles? Close. Close. <laughs> close. We were dealing with a windshield. <laughs> He brought out two chairs and put a windshield between them. Now, Gage was supposed to drop Jericho onto this, and Jericho ended up dropping him onto the windshield. But before that, they were bringing out fluorescent tubes from the bottom, from behind from the underneath the, the the ring, and they were beating each other over the top oh, of the head. Come on! The best part, best part. So we've got fluorescent light tubes. We've got windshields. This Nick Gage guy, his his claim to fame, he's got he carries a pizza cutter. Oh, for the love of God! <laughs> so he's he's cutting Jericho's head with a pizza cutter. Oh, it's so good. It's so fun. Bloodied, beaten, scarred, uh, pizza cutters, fluorescent light tubes, windshields. They're doing pile drivers on top of the broken glass on the the broken windshield shards. My brain hurts. <laughs> oh, it's so fun. So fun. And, of course, Chris Jericho won. No. Really? I have a feeling he's going to make it through all five trials. 
so he can fight MJF. I don't know. That's just me. I, I could I, be. Jury's I still could out. be crazy. Could, I could be crazy. He could but lose I think in the last win. trial. There's a chance. I'm just telling you, the AEW is killing WWE in ratings right now. They can't of, write it better. Than, stuff, because WWE won't do this type of stuff. You can't write this stuff. Oh, wait. Yes, you can. <laughs> I just, uh, I love it. I love, get WWE out of town. Namby Pamby wrestling. That, that train left the I want the blood. I want the guts. I want people bleeding. The pizza cutter sold it to me. <laughs> I mean, that's it. You, I love you now, AEW, with the pizza cutter. There you go. The only thing that could make All it better- I could think of the next morning was how could I blunt a pizza cutter so I could run it across your head, <laughs> but it wouldn't cut you. Seriously. Oh, there there is enough that can be dulled I know. easily. I know. I know. It's probably the Fisher Price one. Jesus Christ. Really? Now we're gonna bring kids stuff into it? No. Stop that. You stop that. You stop that. All right. What else do we have? We're gonna wrap up. Time to play. Dumbass or not. All right. I got three for you, bud. Lay it on me. All right. Number one. Will the conquistador say dumbass or not? Number one, Seth McFarland. The creator of Family Guy. Yes. The creator of the Orville. He's mad because Family Guy is still on Fox because he's under contract to create the show and put it on Fox, but he doesn't like the political views of Fox. So, my question is, I think he's a dumbass, because just take your money, shut your mouth. You, they're not telling you what to do with your show. Exactly. He said he doesn't like what the news network part of Fox is saying. Who cares? The news part has nothing to do with the, creative, with the part. creative part. He's a dumbass. Take your money, make your show any way you want, make fun of Fox News on it. It's all good. Right. Stop whining and bitching and pissing and moaning about it. You signed the contract. Exactly. You knew what you were getting into. Quit being a freaking pansy-ass baby. I never realized he was such a pussy. He's a dumbass. He's turned into an absolute pussy. Yep. And Next. I never liked Family Guy to begin with. Never thought it was that funny. It has its moments. Oh, David. David. It has its moments. The only funny animated show is South Park. Next dumbass. The Muppet Babies. <sighs> There is a new episode of the Muppet Babies where Gonzo wants to go to the medieval ball. But he's quote unquote a boy. Kermit says, well, 
come on in. We got we got all our night stuff. You know, we're gonna dress up as knights. Miss Piggy will dress up as you know a, a damsel. damsel. Gonzo doesn't like dressing up as a knight. He wants to dress up as a damsel. He wants a dress. Why are we indoctrinating the young kids with this crap? In, no, in it's the, too freaking young. Shit needs to be out. This is a dumbass move. Wow. I didn't even have to get all the way through it to get the uh, conquistador all fired up. Because in the end, they let Gonzo put on a dress. The, the episode is called Gonzarella. No. And everybody apologizes to him and says, we're sorry. We never meant to make it seem like we didn't want you to be who you are. Too young. No. That is exactly what I say. So we're absolutely two, two for two, yes. two for two. Yes, two we for are. two. All right. The last one. I, this is going to be three for three. I don't see how the conquistador goes away from this one. I don't think this is national. I think this might be just in the Northeast, but there is a public service announcement. We all know how much I love public service announcements. My eyes are twitching. AKA already. how they're indoctrinating people to think and feel like they want. But this has got to be the dumbest one ever. There is a public service announcement. If you can't talk to your child, if you can't, you know, express your feelings to them or they can't express their feelings to you, have them wrap it out. What the? <laughs> Tell them to try to sing it or wrap it out because they can't speak it. They can't say it in normal sentences. What so, <laughs> in God's green earth is wrong with people? <laughs> Dumbasses. That's got to be one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. Hey, Dave, I would like to say you're my best friend in every way. Oh, my God. Shut up, Kevin. <laughs> God. This is the world oh we are now stuck God. with, Dave. This is it. This is the world we're now trying to fight through, trying to keep our kids sane <sighs> through. Note to self, buy another box of nine mil shells and another <laughs> box of 12 I think. Slugs. I think if you and your boys can't talk, you should wrap it out. Shit. <laughs> oh lord god almighty have mercy that kids will wrap up the weekend edition of sports frenzy 2.0 as yet, i watch we can't yet <laughs> what we have to pay homage oh we did not in our moment of silence that's true we did not yep to the man the myth the, myth, the legend the pocket fisherman. Pocket fisherman, Mr. Ron Popeil, the godfather of the Ronco. Ronco. He, he created he Ronco. created Ronco, which led to all 
the half hour infomercials. Yep. This is the man who led us to the best, one of the greatest SNL skits of all time. <laughs> the Bassomatic. <laughs> yes, he did. The Bassomatic. <laughs> Ron Papil, our hearts go out to you and your family. Thank you for those hours of late night infomercials, the crazy ass schemes. Yeah, we have to give him credit as being one of the most underappreciated, underrated influences on pop culture and pop society. From the 60s, 70s, 80s. Yeah, we're going 40, 50 years ago. Unbelievable. But yeah. We got just any harebrained. All you, all you YouTube nut job kids out there, go look up Ronco Bassomatic. You know all the old Ronco stuff. They're they're online. I know they're online. You've got to be able to find them. All the old infomercials where Ron Papil was trying to sell you something that would break in two minutes. Yep, (laughs) something you didn't need, but. Damned if he wasn't entertaining enough to get you to buy it. And we still loved him for it. We still did. I will give a moment of silence to Paul Cotton, one of the founding members of the band Poco. Not necessarily one of the greatest bands of all time, but they were one of those bands with the Eagles, you know, out with Jackson Brown and that West Coast movement in the early to mid-70s. Yep that made such a huge impact on American music at that time. So thoughts and prayers to him. That being said, we're going to wrap this up. Tie a little bow. Maybe go do an infomercial, you know. Sounds good. So Let's find a way to make our millions because this ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was harsh. That was harsh. That was so harsh, Dave. Unless you people start giving us comments and feedbacks and telling your friends, we rely on you. (laughs) Otherwise, someday you'll be doing a podcast. Oh, Dave Height and Kevin Crane died. (laughs) Those are the guys. Yeah. Those are the guys that did Sports Frenzy. One of the podcasts that never went anywhere, ever. (laughs) For the conquistador. For the maestro. We love you, kids. We'll see you next week. Take care.